0: Legacy of Ball. Chapter 3, The Gift. If you had a chance, would you keep your son back a year and have him repeat a grade? For many boys, there's no better gift than to have an extra year of school. It is the parenting move that delivers the intangible quality of separating the men from the boys, and that is confidence. Let's face it life's a competition a battle that thrusts us onto the court whether we like it or not we all get into individual we don't we all get to individually choose what role we want to play there but regardless of what we do where we go and how we do it having confidence leads to self-esteem and self-esteem loving oneself is the first ingredient of happiness Having an extra year to mature physically and emotionally gives us that little edge on a silver platter. Even though Michael was young, and only in fifth grade, I knew his mind was special. Simply put, he was really smart. With very little effort, he was able to do the work. Of course, I felt he was a genius. All parents feel their children are talented in the classroom. Lily and I were no exception. This was one young man who we didn't have to worry about academically. But as the prospects of middle school loomed, we had a concern. He was equally as inclined to fool around, play video games, and lack focus as he was to dig into his books and get his work done. Our fights around the Game Boy, Xbox, PlayStation, and everything with a screen were vicious and legendary, including tantrums and an an occasional expletive. Michael literally became a different person when he was under the spell of technology, a monster of monumental proportions. Lily and I could barely control him and had to institute very strict rules about playtime and worktime. I'd be lying if I said our rules worked well or even at all, but we had rules. In addition, Michael was slower to develop socially. With a July 31st birthday, he was among the youngest students in his grade. While he was immature in some ways, his size told a different story. He was tall and a solid young boy. I never thought he was fat, but looking at, him, looking at him now in comparison to how he was then, it's fair to say he was carrying some extra weight around the court. One would see him and think he was much older than he actually was. This was a common theme at yearly conferences with his teachers. As a result, they often held him to a higher behavioral standard than he was able to reach. His reputation suffered. As our concern grew, we realized we needed to make a move. We gave Michael the gift. We hit the reset button after fifth grade. Longview Country Day School, LCDS, is an all-boys school that goes from first through ninth grade. It nurtures boys through some of their toughest times in a socially safe and academically challenging environment. This was the perfect place for Michael to redo that fifth grade year. I remember driving him to school during that first month, and I asked him what the difference was between LCDS and Sandytown Elementary School. He solidified our decision as the correct one when he said, at Sandytown, some of the kids fooled around all the time. Some of the kids fooled around some of the time and worked hard some of the time, and a few kids worked hard all the time. At LCDS, all the kids worked hard all the time. It's okay to be smart there. By midwinter, only Michael, not only had Michael settled in beautifully, but he was thriving on many levels. He was loving the kids, loving the teachers, and loving basketball. As he walked into school each morning, he was high-fiving everyone and smiling ear to ear. The basketball court was no different. He was thriving, and it came as no surprise. If he had been among the tallest kids as a fifth grader the previous year, now he was truly the gentle giant of LCDS. Most of the kids barely made it up to his shoulders. He stood out like a man among boys, on and off the court. He had an amazing year at the Wilcrest Hoops Rec League with other 5th graders, and he played well in the High Ridge Basketball Rec League with his former peer group. He had some memorable moments playing 5th grade hoops at LCDS. For him, this was a dream season. Lots of playing time, his skills were developing nicely, his love for the game was formulating, and his confidence was growing. This was my long-term plan in motion. This was perfect. I still had a goal for basketball to become an important part of Michael's life. He was on his way. Then I got the call that changed the trajectory of his personal hoops journey. The call from Jerry Cramp. Hello, Mr. Shays. Is Mr. Shays there? This is he. Good evening. My name is Jerry Cramp. I'm the father of Trent Cramp. Trent and your son, Michael, are classmates at Longview Country Day School. He's a really nice boy. Trent is fond of him. Thank you. Michael really likes the school. It's been a good year so far. I'd like to talk to you about something, Mr. Shays. But first, if you don't mind, I'd like to give you some background. I don't know if you're aware, but I am the varsity coach at LCDS. And I've had 30 years of experience playing and coaching at the highest levels of basketball. I played at UND and I coached at Patterson College with with Rick Medino when he was when he took the Storm Runners to the NCAA Final 4. Basketball has been a big part of my life and as a result it has afforded me many opportunities, opportunities others don't and can't have. Not only do I volunteer my time at LCDS as the head basketball coach, I also run a nonprofit foundation to give inner city kids a chance to get the proper exposure to college coaches, to get scholarships, obtain a college education, and play basketball. It all starts very young for these boys, and I'm building this opportunity for my son, Trent. I've seen your son Michael play, and he has the potential with good coaching to be a very good player. If he has the proper coaching and is exposed to the proper people along the way, he can play at this level, the next level, and ultimately he can have a chance to play at the college level. This sport can give Michael an advantage in life. It's really up to him, but it all starts now. Mr. Shays, I am putting an AAU team together with the Toledo select basketball program. I will be coaching them and traveling with them around Ohio to play in different tournaments against the best fifth grade competition. This is not biddy basketball, Mr. Shays. This is big boy basketball. And if you wish to give your son the chance to grow into a special player, I can help him do that. It's tough work. I am a tough coach. Now, I don't know how much you know about basketball and coaching. I don't I do not know your experience. That is often the difference between a young man's success and failure on the court. I am that kind of coach for these boys. I would like for you to consider allowing me to bring your son along as I build a team. I thought do I know anything about basketball? I'm the man, at least in my own mind, I'm the man, or at least I think I was the man. Basketball defined me for the first 35 years of my life, and in fact, I had recently retired from playing competitive ball. (laughs) Played in high school, AAU, prep school, college, JCC, Sunday pickup, and open fall, summer, fall, and winter leagues. I dominated along the way. They called me white sugar in high school, the doctor in college, scud in the summer leagues, push button in the winter leagues. I was first team all league MVP, captain of high school. I won a dunking competition too. That's correct. I could jump and I could play. Do I know anything about basketball? Screw you, Mr. Cramp. I know hoops. Do I know anything about coaching? The question from Jerry Cramp sent a wave of emotion across my body. I immediately was struck with conflicting feelings of anger and hope. I recoiled from an innate lack of trust, yet moved willingly with unwavering belief. I know that I despised just about every coach I ever played for. And I was praying you would deliver a different experience to my son. I was psychologically abused by the coaching staff at Center College. I still have the scars to prove it. I was absolutely screwed my senior year by the head coach at Can Wynn. I've not forgotten that. I was slammed by my AAU coach in Fremont. When I heard that Jerry Cramp was a coach, I began to twitch. I had a terrible attitude towards coaches. I feared them and hated them. Yet, I had to respect them. And immediately, I felt that way towards Jerry Cramp. With every ounce of self-control I could muster, I unearthed the courage to dig down deep in my soul. I took a deep breath. And said as clearly and articulately as possible exactly how I felt. I didn't mince words and I let him have it. Your credentials are certainly impressive, and I am glad that you have seen the potential in Michael to play on your team. I am sure he would love to learn from you, and his commitment will meet your expectations. I've played my share of basketball and have a bit of coaching experience. I know what you meant by what you said. You can count on him this spring. Thank you, Mr. Cramp. Thank you for this call. It has been a pleasure speaking to you, and I truly look forward to the season and seeing you in action as you develop the boys. Coaches have the ultimate position of power over a basketball player. I know that they would control the destiny of my child from this point forward. Therefore, I could not show an iota of negativity toward them. The fear of retribution far outweighs any possible benefit of complaining or challenging their authority. This is the way it is as a player. This is the way it is as a parent. My only option was to do what I did as a player. Shut up, stand up, and do what they say. Coaching is the perfect position for an abuse of power. I'm hoping, Mr. Cramp, that you do not take advantage of your position. I have a long list of coaches who I label as assholes, and I am hoping you are not going to end up on that list. Today, you gave my son a gift, an opportunity to play AAU hoops. Thank you, Mr. Cramp. You will never know how I feel. Not today. Not ever.